0: Still buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. I'm Taylor Smurl.
1: I'm Charlie Yale. Woo!
2: That was good. You just jumped right in there. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even practice that. So for (laughs) for the max fun drive, week one, kickoff, celebration. Not like a literal kickoff, not like in football, just no. Okay. No it's no, starting. There, w- there are no, there are no um, balls involved. But, <laughs> <laughs> this is still buffing. <laughs> waka waka. Sydney, your all- daughter is here. I was going to be here
1: for a while. You guys keep talking. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's okay.
1: <laughs> la, 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 la.
2: She didn't get it. <laughs> uh, we have a special guest to join us for a little bit. Uh, teen of the future, Charlie Gale McElroy. Hello, Charlie. How are you today? Silly. Silly. <laughs> You're that's always a good, silly. That's a good energy to bring on to the show. All right. This is good.
0: This is right. quality Charlie, content.
2: Here, let me tell you, Charlie. On this show, we usually talk about teens. The teens today, like baby sis. That's Riley, a.k.a. Riley. And the teens of long ago, like me and Tay-Tay. They used to be teens. We used to be teens. Then we grew up. And you're going to be a teen one day. Yeah, you are a future teen. Someday you will be a teen. How long from now do you think? Any guesses? Uh,
1: Why don't we let everybody out there who watches the podcast <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. All right.
0: We've got get a poll audience then. participation. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> How long? <laughs> There's
0: only right. so
3: many guesses. Do you think before Charlie's a teenager?
0: So we'll see we'll see what everybody thinks. Charlie, what's the most exciting thing about being a teen?
1: That you get uh graduation parties.
0: <laughs> okay. That's okay. Hey, that is a, good, a good one. That's
1: a good one. Go to props. Yeah. That's yeah. Da- yeah. And and you know I'll still like pink every day.
2: <laughs> I know you will. Although you never know, your mommy liked pink when she was your age, and then when she got to middle school, she got very uh, <laughs> moody, <laughs> and she only wore all black every day all the time. What do you think of that?
1: Wow, that's actually pretty cool. But I don't think I'll wear black ever. Except if it's Halloween, because I really like my little witch costume there. (laughs) That's (laughs) that's solid. I'm not wearing green blush anymore.
2: No green blush?
1: No green blush.
0: Have you outgrown that?
1: I've outgrown green blush. It's the worst thing
3: in my life. It's
1: the worst thing (laughs) in your life? Uh, I just hate green, the color green. You
2: hate the color green? That's true. Uh, Charlie is not a big fan of the color green. She gave Cooper the color green, right?
1: (laughs) Yes, I really did.
2: (laughs) She said that's Cooper. (laughs) That can be Cooper's favorite color. It has been declared because it is the color that Charlie likes the least.
3: Well, you know, Charlie, when I was little, your mom only gave me the white and the yellow crayons because those (laughs) didn't show up very well. Mm -hmm. So those were always my colors (laughs) until I got older and could decide for myself.
2: That's true. I never liked yellow much, so I did give you yellow. Yeah.
3: I mean, it wasn't a good idea. I just ate them. Did you know that I ate crayons when I was little, Charlie? You're much smarter than me. Huh. I I'm not going to fight
1: back and get that one.
2: Who eats crayons now, though? Cooper. She oh, does. Wow. We have Sh- to stop her.
1: Yep. She gets it on everybody's crayons, (laughs) not like everybody. I'm talking about like every single
0: baby, (laughs) every single baby. (laughs) Charlie, we
2: want to we want to find out from you what kind of things the teens are going to be into in the future, like when you're a teen and you're already sort of a pro on one of the things teens love. And that's YouTube. Is that right?
1: Yep. Definitely right. Kids love YouTube.
2: And you know all about YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of YouTubes do you like?
1: Video YouTubes. Like, well, really every kind of YouTube. Game YouTubes. Every kind of YouTube really.
2: What's one YouTube, like, family or person or kid or something that you like? Ollie and Finn. Ollie and Finn.
1: It's a a really cool, weird video. I'm just, like,
2: serious. What do Ollie and Finn do?
1: (laughs) They do their videos, and they also have really cool imaginations, especially Finn because he's a little boy. And can I tell you something, guys? Everybody. Please. So uh, as you know, <laughs> Finn's a baby and only the big brothers so and also their brothers. They're not cousins. <laughs> <laughs> they're brothers. Yep.
2: And what do they do in their videos? Do they are they some of like the unboxing ones or nope. candy ones? Or nope. do they what do they do?
1: Well, they like show amazing things that it really talks about. Oh, there's Ghostbusters one, okay, a little mystery door one, and, like every kind of one, and, like every kind of one you could
2: imagine. Well, they sound like pretty cool brothers, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Do you well, want to do that with your sister?
1: N-O. <laughs> I like
2: to watch them. <laughs> N-O. 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 Now, you like uh, YouTubers that open slime bags. And by slime bags, we mean like the mystery bags of toys that you don't know what's in them. Yeah. Make sure you're talking to the mic. What What's yep. one of those that you like? Can you name any of those that you like? Uh, Shopkins. Shopkins, and what's that one's name? Cookie something.
1: Cookie Swirl C.
2: Cookie Swirl C. Hmm. She opens a lot of those things, right? Yep, she opens a lot. And what's the one with the a gold star wand? Goldie Star, I think. Goldie Star. Okay, well. I should have guessed that one, huh? I'm
1: gonna see
0: what's in this. Are you unboxing kid, right now? No, well,
2: we just, yeah. just
3: an unboxing just happened in front of us. <laughs> oh
0: my what? gosh. Yeah. Oh. Oh, oh, no. No. Uh, oh no. Oh no.
2: Oh no. Yep. Sonically. Well, I know what that is. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh it never so stops.
3: Just so many.
2: So oh, this is just become a- an ASMR video <laughs> <laughs> or <laughs> yeah. podcast. uh okay so that was daddy's dice bag daddy has a lot of those doesn't he yeah yeah do you know what he uses them for
1: games
2: games tell me what tell me what kind of games that you like to play like a video game are you playing any video games right now Well, no, I don't. I know right now you're not playing a video game, but you and Daddy are playing a video game. What is it?
1: Kingdom Hearts.
2: Oh,
0: Kingdom really? Kingdom Hearts. It's three, right? Yeah. You know, Jeffrey and I are playing that too, and I'm a teen now.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. What's your favorite part so far?
1: That we've got to level three. And we didn't finish level two, but do <laughs> you know what powers we can do now? What? We can do the power of the ride of Disney World. And we just did Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, Pike Life, for Me.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yep. Wow.
1: And the boat just knocked them out.
0: Oh, my gosh. It
1: just knocked the bad guys out.
0: Have you been to the Tangled World yet?
1: Oh, well. No.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't.
3: So, briefly, can you tell me, Charlie, what is the game about?
1: It's the game about a kid named Sora and Donald and Goofy and, and Mickey went missing.
2: Ah. And what are they trying mm. to do?
1: They're trying to find them.
2: Okay. Mm. Oh. hmm I didn't know that King Mickey went missing in this one.
1: He still did.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. You think, I think he'll be fine though, don't you? Yeah. Nothing to worry about.
1: Yeah, but he is gone, you know.
0: You know. Okay. okay. All right, He's- so. All right,
1: so- these dice are tiny. They're super <laughs> tiny. Just look at these.
0: Well, you can't see through a podcast. But
2: people can imagine. It's good. You <laughs> describe them. Yeah. They're they're super tiny and they're also very colorful, I would
0: say. Yeah, they're very colorful. Some are really see-through. Charlie, do you have any YouTubes you watch that uh, are about video games or maybe are video games? Nope. Maybe board games? Yep. Like what? What do you watch? Like,
1: lots of. Like, like doggy
0: do and like everyone. So you like watching board games on YouTube?
2: Yeah. Uh, we've talked about YouTube videos. We've talked about video games and games. Now, can you and make sure you t- tell everybody in the mic, tell me some cool music that teens, that the kids are into, teens of the future. So,
1: so first out of first. They like Call Me Baby. They <laughs> like Weep. They really like every kind of song that I like. Yes, yeah, kids like those songs, but some kids like different songs. What? It <laughs> I like different songs than Baby Sis.
2: You like different songs than G- me? Can a- you give me a sample of what you were singing a little bit ago? <sighs>
1: Which one? Baby Banger.
2: You pick. You, those are both good. Bang, bang. Go for it.
1: Bang, bang. <laughs>
2: That's all right. Bang, bang. We like that. I like bouncing
1: to it.
0: I like bouncing to it? it. <laughs> who sings that song? Uh, Jesse J. And who else?
2: Nicki Minaj.
0: Does Ariana Grande, too?
2: We think so. We're just we're real big Nicki Minaj fans, aren't we? Mm. Yeah. am yeah. uh, a real
0: big Ariana Grande fan. Do you know
1: any? What? Can you sing any Nicki Minaj songs, Charlie? Well, that was a Nicki Minaj song. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, Tay <Tay-tay>. Tay. <laughs> and a Jessie J song. Really, both. Hmm. Gotcha. Really, just really just both of them.
0: What other songs do Future Teens like?
1: Like, 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 really every song. Just
2: really every song. What are what what is the other song? our real big hit that we're really into right now. Don't know. <laughs> Don't, remember. Don't, remember. Don't remember. Don't remember. How about I give you a clue? Okay. Charlie, how you feeling?
3: That's right. Yeah. the Lizzo, too. <laughs> now, yeah. question. Do we have to bleep the uh,
2: small child for uh, that uh, one? Uh, we'll think about All it. All right. Yeah. Right. We also we also recently uh, discovered um, that Charlie has what it takes to be a kid. That's a new song. Mike Furman, his music that we just discovered we, we heard on the boat, on the cruise. It's like, it's the kid, it's like kids, kid-centric music of today.
0: Oh, wow. Mm. It's like a concert for kids. A concert for kids. It's it's basically a kid concert. It's basically a kid concert. Yes,
2: yes. You know, like a modern day Raffy, if you will. (laughs) Okay, all right. Same idea.
1: See if you put two triangles.
2: all right that's true all right last last bit of media cool new tv show charlie just started watching a new cartoon we just watched it yesterday watched four episodes in a row charlie would you like to share what that new cartoon was I don't remember. well it had supergirl and batgirl
1: what what it's new dc sierra no new, new, new DC, DC, DC superhero girls.
2: There you go. Mm-hmm. I, was a little, I was a
1: little
2: nervous. That's okay. That's okay. Did you like it? <sighs> yes! Who's your fave?
1: Supergirl. It's always going to be Supergirl. girl.
2: always going to be Supergirl. Even no, when she's,
3: she's a teen. Nice. Who do you think Cooper's it, favorite is going to be?
1: Well, she wears Batgirl a lot, so I bet it's going to be Batgirl. Nice.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Yep, she's Batgirl. Yeah. Um, but it's a good cartoon, and we enjoyed it a lot, right?
1: Yeah, we enjoyed it
2: we, a lot. We liked seeing all those tough teen superhero girls.
1: Yeah. And the evil, like, little... What's her name again, Mom?
2: Lena? <laughs> Lena Luthor Lena Luthor Can't trust those Luthers Mm -mm. Little sister of Lex Lex Luthor Yeah That's her big brother
1: No no dad
2: Oh it seemed like it was her big brother on this one Well either way (laughs) Either
0: way She's the bad girl Charlie, do you do you have a favorite part about this show?
1: Yeah, my favorite part. Well, there was two favorite parts of mine. It was. when...
0: Did you kind of get your foot <laughs> tangled in the, the microphone cord there. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite part? Well, it was when Wonder
1: Woman discovered ice cream soufflés are the most (laughs) yummiest in the world.
2: (laughs) That's true. That's true. And she ate all of them, didn't she?
1: Yeah, she just ate every of her friends.
2: She'd never had them before. I love
3: that they brought that in because that's a joke from the comic, too. (laughs) Really? in the movie, but I know it's in the comic.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah, Yeah, that that was very funny. All right, last question. Charlie, before you came on the podcast, you said you wanted to talk about
1: weird videos.
2: Well, weird videos, but in the mic, what was the other big thing you kept saying you want to talk about? Candy. That's right, you said candy. Mm -hmm. What's your favorite candy? What do the kids love? (gasps) Bubblegum.
0: Bubblegum? That's your favorite candy? Bubblegum? Really? That's not even candy.
3: Hey, hey, now you, you leave Charlie's Choice alone, Miss Dots over there.
0: <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, dots. they're not my favorite. <laughs> Charlie, don't you like Dots? Yeah, I like Dots. Uh, I had your uh-huh. BAHA.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Bubblegum's my favorite.
2: All right, so you heard it here first. The, kids, <laughs> the teens of the future love Bubblegum. <laughs> it,
1: it truly is a
3: dystopia.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no more chocolate. Oh, Charlie wow. hates chocolate. Charlie, before you go, do you have any advice for teens? Yeah. Will okay, say it in
2: the mic. Yeah, tell them in the mic. What is your advice so, before
1: teens? If you ever have really bad stuff on your hands, <laughs> just cover your, wash your hands with toothpaste and water, and then it will just come right off.
2: <laughs> oh, wow. what do you call that
1: toothpaste,
2: toothpaste massage toothpaste massage <laughs> I'll s- I'd never heard that one is
3: that like now Riley's generation you love your face masks but Charlie's yeah. going to be all about the toothpaste massage that was a good
2: one yeah. yep and
1: also if your fingers ever are a little bumpy sometimes it's good if Definitely, definitely. So
2: interested in she keeps getting distracted said, by all I'm these so dice. so interested in these dice. <laughs> I know. There's just so many colors and shapes. What do you do if your fingers are bumpy? Now you said if your fingers are bumpy, you definitely, definitely should put them
1: on a bunch of dice. Okay. Oh, you definitely okay. should put
2: them on a bunch of dice. Okay.
0: I think Charlie has become distracted. Life hacks with Charlie.
3: Uh, Charlie, what kind of teen do you think you're going to be?
2: Into the mic. Yeah, tell us in the mic. What kind of teen? A
1: pink teen. A pink
2: teen.
1: <laughs> I really actually just love pink. It's really little <laughs> And I also love dice, too. I just can't stop with dice. So I just love dice
2: all right well charlie and she's gonna be to, a and d teen <laughs> do you need to go get ready for dance class
1: oh yeah i do
2: all right we're gonna let you get ready for dance class so you're not late because you got to get you got to learn your dance for the big recital yeah yeah.
0: rock and robin do you want to say bye to all the the listeners and the teens yeah sure
1: we'll do
0: that go ahead
2: bye bye tell everybody uh because we're about to do it, it's about time to do our our pledge break here. It's true. So would you tell everybody that they should donate to Maximum Fun?
1: Yep, everybody should donate to Maximum Fun.
2: That's right. Because it helps pay Mommy and Daddy's bills. And 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 actually, I'm going to make a little house. And does it help get more dice? That's how ego. Okay. That's how we. That's how we're rolling so deep in dice right now. All right. Well, we're we're gonna tell you more about that right now. Yeah. yeah. So as we mentioned, it is Max Fun Drive. Woohoo! A yeah. very exciting time of the year for us, and hopefully you, our wonderful listeners, especially those of you who are members of Max Fun, part of our Max Fun family. Uh, you may know this is the one time a year, only time a year that we come to you uh, humbly asking that if you like what we do, if you enjoy our show and the other shows on our network, if you enjoy the kind of the max fun philosophy, what we are and what we do, if you like it, maybe you want to donate some money our way. Maybe you want to help support uh, our podcasts and, and all of the things that our network is able to create. By becoming a uh, a monthly member, uh, the wonderful thing about being a monthly member is that well, one, every time you listen to the show, you know that you help make that. Yeah, you're you're a part of our family. You're a part of our network. Uh, you will be able to help us reach our goal this year. Our goal is twenty five thousand new and upgrading members.
0: That's wow. so many, so
2: many, and I think we can do it with your help. And of course. Beyond all these wonderful, warm, fuzzy, good feelings and and goals and all all these great reasons you should be a monthly member and donate to our shows, we also have great gifts.
0: Oh, yeah, we do. Riley, tell them about those great gifts. So for just $5 a month, your membership gives you exclusive bonus content. That's over 100 hours of bonus episodes only available to monthly members. This year, we did a bonus episode with our mom. We played Dungeons and Dragons it got buck wild and, <laughs> that's the word for uh, it. Not only can you listen to the episodes from this year for all Max Fun shows not just ours but also every year past. So we've done bonus episodes every year of the Max Fun drive that we've been on Max Fun. You can listen to all of those for just $5 yeah. a month.
2: There's over 100 hours of bonus content.
0: Yeah uh for ten dollars a month you can get a drive exclusive enamel pin designed by megan lynn cott They are brand new designs for every maximum fun show so they're different from the ones from last year and you can pick your favorite and you get a maximum membership card uh our pin this year is super cool it's a little buffering logo kind of looks like my tattoo so it's still buffering in it it's my my personal favorite if you want to you want to check that one out it's a
2: very cool looking pin it's a
0: very cool looking pin For $20 a month, you get a huge 550-piece beautiful Maximum Fun puzzle designed by Jeffrey Tice specifically for Maximum Fun members. It's the perfect activity to go along with listening to podcasts. You know, just a a little podcast and puzzle and chill, Mm -hmm. you know? Uh, it's It's a beautiful design. Um... Just twenty dollars a month, and then moving on up to thirty-five dollars a month, you get a glass coffee mug engraved with the Maximum Fun Rocket logo. Oh, lovely! It's very lovely. Perfect for your your morning cup of coffee while you listen to your your you know your daily shows. And we have uh, um, higher levels of membership from fifty to one hundred, two hundred dollars a month, with all sorts of prizes for those and uh, gifts for those as well that you can go check out if you go to maximumfund.org/ donate you can see what what's for all those levels as well
2: and remember the the way that you get these gifts uh, the way that you become a member is by becoming a, a monthly donor so so committing to one of these levels either anywhere from five dollars a month 10 20 35 all the way up to two hundred dollars a month um, and I want to take that moment to to thank you yeah thank all of you who are already monthly members who donate every month who support what we do who have made this possible Mm -hmm. um you've helped us all you've changed our lives you've enabled us all to work a little less and do this a little more Mm -hmm. i guess not work work at other things less yeah (laughs) Yeah. and work at this more (laughs) which is
0: still working (laughs) for you just on these podcasts yeah And remember, every level you donate, you get the gifts from the level below as well. So it's not just, you know, you donate $35 and you get the cool mug. You donate $35 and you get the cool mug and the puzzle and the pin and all the bonus content. And if you're
2: you're already a member and you upgrade your membership this year, if you're in a position to do that, then you also get all the gifts. So not just new members, upgrading members as well. After all this talk about members... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> taylor could you tell everybody how to become one
3: yes i can uh okay so what you want to do is you want to go to maximumfund.org slash donate that's the maximumfund.org slash donate and you want to select the membership level that is right for you um you're just gonna be asked to provide some uh, basic information your credit card uh al- along with and this is important which max fund shows you listen to and just like that you're a member and your contribution is going to be ongoing; it will process automatically each month, so you don't have to do anything else to keep it up. Unless, like you're like me, and you lose your debit card every month, you'll have to update that. But that's the only
2: situation. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you if you want to, if you can, please uh, do it now while you're thinking about it. Because uh, if you're like me, you'll forget if you don't do it now. Yeah. Because then ten other things will happen, and you'll forget. And uh, and help us meet our goal of twenty five thousand new and upgrading members. Do it now. It's on your mind. It's easy. Maximumfun.org slash donate. We love you. We thank you. <laughs> we love you. We love you. too. Uh, so sisters. Yes. Um my my daughter is now at dance class, so she is no longer with us for the rest of this episode. Um, but that I figured that was about her attention span. And uh <laughs> was half of a show I'm actually surprised it was that long
3: <laughs> <laughs> great I'm impressed
2: i was yeah. I, I figured we'd get five good minutes of future teen out of her and then she'd say uh I'm done <laughs> yeah so uh and that is one of the things when we talk about future teens that I worry about is is uh attention span mm. yeah I mean don't you think with like our digital world with social media with phones like You just have, like, you're just flicking through life like you're flicking
0: through your apps.
2: Don't you worry about that?
0: (laughs) You know, I was in a class today, and it's a media design class where you have to use programs like Illustrator pretty frequently, and we have to do projects that are pretty hard. And it's a two-hour long class every single day I'm in there. And my teacher walked over to all of us because we weren't talking we were all just silently working on our projects too, is like you know I would have thought your generation is just so unfocused because of all that time you spend on the internet but you all have been sitting here for like an hour and a half doing this non-stop without talking to each other or taking breaks or anything and I think that if classes and um, requirements and jobs and all those kinds of things start moving towards The environments that we have grown up in and that we are used to, like the internet and like, uh, you know, technology, that we're more likely to be focused on them, more likely to be interested in them. I think that people assume that we and the future generation, like Charlie's teens, um, (laughs) that's what I'll call them now, Charlie's teens, Hmm. uh, are less focused because I think it's harder for them to be focused on things that maybe teens of the past were able to be focused on easily. Like a paper book, or <laughs> like writing, <laughs> book. But, but you put by it. By paper book, you mean a book, like a paper <laughs> book, yeah. But if you put it in like like technology form, because if you're gonna let people grow up around technology, you can't take it from them and then be confused as to why they're not able to focus as well. You know, I, I didn't grow up in in elementary school. I wasn't learning how to to use the internet or use technology. I was still learning how to write cursive. I'm in that weird generation where like we didn't grow up with it but also we kind of did.
2: Yeah, I would say you grew up mostly. Mostly. Yeah, with it. I mean, like
0: we had typing programs we were learning how to use in elementary school.
2: See, it's it's hard because I can see how technology can facilitate those things, but for me it is as much a distraction um as it is as it is a tool of efficiency, you know? For sure. Like it's definitely, I mean, I do all my research on the internet. Right. I'm not saying I you know, I don't use it in productive a man- uh, productive manner, but I right. still, I don't know, my phone distracts me more than yeah. it doesn't.
0: And I mean, I get distracted by my phone on my social medias as well, but I think it's easier to, to feel that way when you've only been exposed to it kind of as a form of entertainment, a form of distraction, maybe mm-hmm. like your all's generation has, that mm-hmm. maybe while it is not solely just a form of entertainment, that when you were first, you know, introduced to all of these things you already knew how to do all the things you can do with technology now you didn't need technology for those things you just used it for entertainment but with my generation certainly charlie's like that's what it's all for you know how to use it for research and writing and creating things just as much as you know how to use it for entertainment
3: well and i mean i'm curious as to how that applies to sort of the like relationship and emotional spectrum of like future teenagers because I think that there's sort of a current disconnect between the way that I feel like maybe my generation specifically is kind of caught in the middle where it's like older people are like well you can't have real relationships if they're not face to face and then younger people are kind of just doing that (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you know like this
2: this
3: thought of like well you have all these this false approval and like you know like all these people that make you feel good about yourself but they don't they're not real because they're not like in your life. But I feel like the younger generation is, it's not, it's not any more false than showing up to a social engagement with a very like, I pick this outfit because it's what people wear and I'm measuring my words because I want people to like me. Like, I don't, I don't think it's fair to equate everything that happens on the internet with false and everything that happens in reality is real. Um, But I'm just very curious how much of like, if people can actually have, healthier sort of friendships and relationships to a certain extent because the internet's a little bit safer to really be yourself. I don't know. Like, I think it's a weird moment where maybe my opinion used to be it's all fake. I'm like, no, I think actually you can reach out to people that maybe are on your wavelength, and you're in a safer space
2: because it's not face-to-face. Yeah. I see what you're saying because there definitely was like a perception um, and I think Facebook probably got hit with this pretty hard um, not like I'm defending Facebook. They don't need like my, they don't need my <laughs> Facebook help. Facebook if anything. you're listening. <laughs> no, I mean, you got some issues, Facebook. Um, but I, I think there was this perception where like every time you got like a friend on Facebook, it's like, oh, but it's not a friend in real life. Right. Like I remember like that kind yeah. of attitude towards Facebook. Like, right. yeah, but, you know, that might make you feel good, but it's empty. And I, I would not endorse that position now because I think mm-hmm. you can, have dear friends that you communicate almost entirely through social media with, yep. you know, like I, I don't, I, I wouldn't say that now, but that definitely I think was the perception initially right. with that kind of stuff is that that's, that's not real friendship because you're not like, I don't know, riding bikes with them or holding yep. hands or <laughs> whatever, and, you know, hanging out at the soda shop.
3: And <laughs> is it even possible to have like a healthier, like, like sort of healthier relationships through that medium? I don't know. Cause I like, I, think the internet is the reason we have like the rise in like the, like the ability to openly discuss mental illness or like body positivity. Like, I think this is because people are out there and we're supporting each other and being like, yo, that's okay. I feel that way too. Like, yo, it's like, I look like you too. That's cool. Like, let's, let's support each other. And even if we're doing that with likes and comments, it's like, it's still ultimately leading to people having better confidence in themselves or, or, or being, feeling more okay about how they feel about themselves so i don't know it's like i don't that's kind of a weird it seems like a weird double-edged sword of the distance we're putting between people but then the closeness that we can have in being open with each other
2: there's gotta i mean i think it it would be fair to say there's probably a line though there's probably a point where like i i don't know i think i'm not going to make any generalizations about everybody because everyone is different but i think that a lot of humans just like as as a species Mm -hmm. (laughs) as animals a lot of humans do need at least like some sort of like physical contact and i don't mean this in even necessarily an intimate way but like a handshake a pat on the back a hug or something occasionally i think a lot of us do maybe not all of us but dare i even say most of us do um and i think that there is a point where you could take it so far, where you would say, well, it's it's filled so many of my needs, except there's one that technology cannot fill right now.
0: So what you're worried about is a kind of ready player one situation where, like, everyone lives in their little trailer houses and just plays video games all the time, but the video game really is life, and you never really meet people. You just meet them in your, your simulations. Well,
2: if that simulation was able to, like... You know, engage the parts of your brain that are engaged by physical contact, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, <laughs> if we, I could... If we could hug across the internet, is what you're saying. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, if awesome. your brain, Yes, like, if, a, if you virtually hugged in a way that made your brain feel like you were being hugged, then in theory, it would fulfill that need. Like, those neurotransmitters would be satisfied and whatever that growth and development part of us that... Because there is, I mean, like, especially as, like, babies and children... That We know we there are old, terrible experiments that people did where they didn't, like, touch kids or hold them or nurture them. They mm-hmm. just fed them and saw if they would be okay. Right. They're not. It's not. You have to provide physical effect, like, you know, hold babies, nurture them, right. cuddle them. Uh, and it's – I don't think that it's a wild statement to say that probably doesn't go away for most people. No. That's some sort of nurturing. But, like, at the same time, what if you could activate those neurons – to make you feel cuddled you without know, actually cuddling. I don't know, I'm just theorizing.
0: Is that is that possible? And would that fulfill I, that need? I, 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 oh, well. <laughs> I, Go ahead, It's a virtual <laughs> hug. I see social media and the use of the internet, maybe not necessarily how fast technology can evolve, because I think that's a separate thing. I think that what people are able to create with technology and what applications and devices they're able to make is separate from how teens are using it. I think that when it comes to teenagers using social media, I think that they will only get better about using it and smarter about using it. I think Charlie, when she is 14 or 15 or whatever age she's allowed to have social media, will be a 100 times smarter with her first year of social media than I was with my first year of social media. Because I think that when social media became like a a big thing, like with Instagram and Snapchat and and Twitter and Facebook, like all those things were all becoming big at once. I was able to use all of them. They were happening right at the same time. I was allowed to start using them. And no one knew what they were doing. They had just become things and no one knew what do I put on Instagram? What does this mean to to follow someone? What does it mean to retweet something or to to Snapchat someone? What does all this mean? By the time Charlie's a teenager, they would have been around for A decade and people know how to use them people know what you shouldn't do what you should do people know how you better i think not everyone i think that the ability to know how to keep yourself safe on those platforms is more common knowledge and isn't something you have to figure out on your own i think that they'll use it the way that most people are starting to now, maybe yeah. like more of a way of communication and a way of finding other people that are like you and that can support you and that you want to talk to and that you want to get to know. Mm-hmm. Not just like the way I used Facebook and Instagram when I was 14, like a weird screaming into the void about <laughs> how I wanted a snow day and also like right. posting pictures of nail art I wanted to recreate. Like I didn't really know what I was doing and I was also following people and trying to talk to people. I never met before and was never going to me because I thought that's what it's for. Right. Well, but now that we know what it's for, I mean, I just think there's going to be smart
2: about it. I think
3: you're, you're absolutely right because I think coming up, like we had this idea, I think that there's going to be like an evolution of like how much we depend on it or whatever. But I think it's way more like our relationship with our own identity and our existence on the internet. It's way more like it's a, it's a concept that I was introduced to specifically talking about music, but I think it's true. In, it's in, in the art world too. And it's like, we don't just evolve, we have a thesis, and then we have an antithesis, and then we have a synthesis. So there's an idea, and then everyone goes like, nah, that's dumb. And then the idea and the, like, then the people that retracted against it, out of that comes a third thought that's a synthesis of the two that learns from both. And I kind of feel like that's where we're moving, because we see all these people now that are getting in all this hot water over things they said in the past on their social media over things they posted. And I do think it's because growing up, like, you could just say whatever you wanted on your live journal because it went nowhere. Like, no one... It just... Mm-hmm. It literally... It was, like, anonymous. That's why that's why we have trolls. Like, oh, it's anonymous. Maybe these people would never, like, publicly mock someone to their face, but they can do it on the internet because it's safe, except for the generation coming up now realizes, no, like, that is your fingerprint. It's... And it's all accessible, really, to the right people. The websites you search, the comments you make, the videos you like and retweet, like, it all adds up to your identity just as much i mean if not even more so than what people could say about you based on how they encounter you on a daily basis i mean it's kind of crazy because it's it's yeah. not just an evolution it's literally the opposite of how we used to feel about it it's not anonymous it's more us than the us we have the opportunity to present to most people on a daily basis
2: i i think that's very true mm-hmm. and, and with that with that understanding the dangers the pitfalls should become more intuitive you would think like that that you know kids growing up with it it should be easier to figure those out faster because it is part of everything Mm -hmm. Um, in a way that it was very external for us I think it was something that became that was outside of me that I started to interact with as opposed to something that I mean it's all around Charlie all the time yeah I don't I can't I I don't know how and I I would argue and I think a lot of parents would disagree with me. I would argue that like completely removing all of these things from her life would not necessarily be helping her at this point. I mean, we know what she's watching. We know what she's listening to. I'm not worried. I'm not I'm not saying like, let your kids see whatever. Who cares? No, No, of course. Police that. But I think it's okay that um, she's becoming more adept at it because eventually I of course I'm going to get her a phone eventually mm-hmm. she's going to get on the internet without me and hopefully if we have practiced it so to speak together for so long you know she will have internalized a lot more mm. of that as an adult
0: which parents can do now and my mom and dad couldn't practice with me about how to use Facebook and Instagram when I was seven mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah. well, I I'd, I'd still did it but I didn't know how
3: and I also think that – and this is something I hope for the future because I think it's already happening – is that there are lessons to be learned when we when we truly look at, like, how people present themselves online and especially when you talk about how openly they're willing to be about themselves or how much more genuine they'll – you know, even if it's just someone you think it's the strongest person you know and they just casually repost an article about your strongest friend might be in trouble, you know, signs of, like, you know, like depression and like mm-hmm. people you wouldn't usually think of. It. It's like, oh, that's, like, a little bit of a, like, hey, help – Like, I hope that I feel like some of the some of the ways that I see people present themselves on the Internet then makes me rethink how I think about people and how I interact with people face to face. Like, as much as it seems like it's these two things that are, you know, separating themselves so greatly that we do need the the Internet hug someday to exist. Like, Mm -hmm. is it not that being able to be vulnerable and ourselves in this kind in this space where we're maybe not physically attached to it, can then come around and, like, help us all be a little bit more aware of how painful the human experience can be in real life.
0: Yeah.
2: I think so. I mean, I think we certainly have learned through politicians using social media in recent years. Um, I think that has informed us much better about who people are. Mm. and. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Or better and for worse and for worse and for worse and for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a bad thing. I mean, like, it's not a bad thing that we know that. Like, I'm glad we know that. I'm glad. I don't know. Maybe Maybe there is value in seeing people for who they really are and knowing where they're coming from. I'm glad so that great. I have
0: the ability to now watch a video of AOC dancing. Whenever I
3: want. <laughs> well, and that's I guess that's the thing. It's like it, it does humanize people that before we've only ever seen the facades that they presented to it. And you compare someone like AOC to like Donald Trump. It's like, I, I mean, you know, like everyone's like scandalized by AOC dancing or posting about her just honest reflections on things that she's seen on the floor. It's like, you're not supposed to do that. Like, that's a professional. It's like, but wait, wait a second.
2: I know. And I hate I, I think they get compared a lot. I've seen people like try to say they're extremes of the same thing no. because they both tweet. <laughs> and it's like, no. no, they just both use Twitter. So like, does
0: most so do most people.
2: So do most people. We're just not used to seeing politicians use it as mm-hmm. much. And uh the president has used us to show how despicable he is again and again and again. How just completely despicable he is and doesn't care that we all know who he is and uh AOC has used it as a way to communicate more effectively with people who want to hear what she has to say and with her constituents and with you know to to get ideas out there that she wants to convey in a very effective uh modern useful way mm-hmm. yeah. not just to you know well, I don't I I can't even I mean, like the comparison, it's like, no, they're just both both using Twitter. Like that is the only, um, the Venn diagram ends there. People <laughs> who use Twitter, that's the only overlap.
3: Well, and I, I think that kind of goes to that idea of the thesis and, or antithesis. It's like the thesis was political figures, everything that comes out of their mouth needs to sound like a soundbite that could go like as a italicized text in your history book. Yes. Like, and they need to be poised mm-hmm. and they, you know, we can never see anything but that. The antithesis of that was donald trump like oh we like him because he's honest because he's real he talks about assaulting women so he's real it's like what, what, what? and the synthesis is like yeah okay <laughs> you want someone real i'm still not a horrible person even when i'm real and honest and not talking like a sound like a sound bite
2: that's the difference right no. like it's not it's not enough yes and i mean hopefully as a society it's not enough for us to um have someone who's honest about who they are like who they are should also be a decent worthwhile person exactly, yeah and not racist and sexist and homophobic and
3: <laughs> that doesn't qualify someone as yeah. real that still just qualifies somebody as racist and homophobic and sexist <laughs> yeah yes
2: so so uh so what will what will the teens of the future be like do we have any idea
0: hopefully like charlie <laughs> real pink <laughs> i guess
2: real pink yeah.
0: pink teens
2: pink teens that really like dice I don't know, man. I I really liked pink when I was little, so maybe she. Yeah, she'll. I did too. I, mean, I don't it's, anymore. It's okay if she likes pink forever. It's okay. I don't. Yeah. It's not me, but that's she's not me, so that's okay. But
3: maybe because of the like the way that it how easy it is to kind of find a tribe and people to support what you feel is maybe a failure of, of yourself on the internet. Maybe it's maybe they'll just feel more comfortable if they want to be a pink teen that's fine. If they want to be super goth, if they want to be like any combination of anything, they're going to get validation from other people that maybe are, you know, trying to
2: provide mm-hmm. it. Which is good. Yeah. I think well, I think that's a good thing. Yeah. And uh and they can all Chew bubble gum and... That
3: I don't... I don't know mm. about that.
2: Watch <laughs> weird videos. Watch weird videos. But no green blush. No green blush. It's like the worst thing in her uh, life. Worst. Yeah.
3: The worst thing in <laughs> my life is I
2: green know. blush. don't know. She's had such an easy life. For the, for the record, she has never worn green blush. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if she thought like... Because of like Wizard of Oz and the Witch, yeah. And that she was gonna have to wear green makeup. I don't know or... if she knows
0: exactly what blush is, because before we started, she told me I could only wear hoodies with makeup if I wore silver blush and black and lipstick. black lipstick, right? So I'm not sure if she knows what blush is. I don't know, is. but that's a
3: great aesthetic. Of... I am down for the black <laughs> lipstick, silver blush hoodie, a hoodie, aesthetic. black <laughs> lipstick, <laughs> yes, silver blush. Yeah, yes, that's a look. I like it.
2: <laughs> it is. It is very cool, futuristic. I like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, um, before we before we close out our, our episode on future teens, um, I I would thank Charlie again for joining us, but she's not here.
0: No, I'll she's her. a dance
2: dance now. Yeah, I'll thank her from dance class where she is rocking Robin, rocking out to Rocking Robin. Yes, right now. Um, and uh, thank you to our listeners, and thank you to my sisters. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you. And and we want to remind you again that it is Max Fund drive time. As we've we've already said but one more time, uh, it is the one time a year that we we ask you kindly if you are not a member of our Max Fund family, please consider <clears throat> becoming a monthly member. Uh, we have donation levels 5, 10, uh 20, 35 and up dollars per month whatever you can afford if you can uh you're already a member and you want to upgrade this is the time to do it because if you upgrade your membership right now you're eligible for all the gifts that uh riley listed during during the last break um that bonus content five dollars a month you get all that bonus content from every year previous and now a hundred hours it's so many hours it's so many hours of bonus content uh, $10, you get those pins. You get to pick which pin you want. Any of the pens, The still buff pin is really great. Yeah. All the pins are great. Megan Cott designed those. Check those out. Uh, $20 a month, you get the puzzle uh, that was designed by Jeffrey Tice, especially for members. And $35 a month, you get the coffee mug um, with the MaxFun logo on it. And at each level, you get all the gifts from the levels below. So check those out. If you can become a member... Um, please do it now while you're thinking about it maximumfund.org slash donate maximumfund.org slash donate. That is our website. Go there and tell them what shows you love and if you can and help us keep making all this all these great podcasts. Yeah that we love to make for you.
0: And we hope that you love to listen to mm-hmm.
2: and keeping us flush in
0: dice yeah. and dice. God, there are so many dice.
2: We do. We have a lot of dice. Yeah. Like I know you don't need that many to play D and D. I was gonna say I've played D and D now twice. <laughs> I know you don't need that many. Well, Abe,
3: yeah, but look at how pretty all of the different ones are. And I, I, what well, I, you can't see them at home. But I know anyone that has bought one set of dice goes, "Now nah, I need that dice too." Oh, but those are green and glittery dice. Oh, those are purple dice. It just becomes a thing that you just need more of.
2: We have so many. And Charlie just. Loves them.
1: <laughs> I think
3: we all should.
2: So, uh, thank you again, listeners. Thank you, uh, if our members, for supporting us. Woo-hoo. Um uh Thank you, e- even if you're even if you're not a member, we still love we you because you listen. You. So, thank you. Yes. And uh, if you're not in a position uh, this year where where you can donate, that's okay. Uh, why not tweet about it? Tell a friend. Tell somebody else. Spread the spread the good word. That always helps us out too. So. Uh, MaximumFun.org is our website where you can check out all of the other podcasts on our network you can tweet at us at StillBuff you can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org uh, for thoughts, suggestions, questions, comments and thank you to the novellas for our theme song Baby Change Mind
0: This has been Still Buffering a sister's guide to teens through the ages I am Riley Smurl I'm Sydney McElroy
3: and I'm Taylor Smurl
0: I am a teenager
3: and, and I, I was baby. Too.
0: And Charlie will be too. <laughs> we we're not gonna think about that yet. <laughs>